This episode of Rocketship.fm is brought to you by Craft.io. Craft.io makes it easy to make better decisions and build high-quality products that support your organization's strategy. When using Craft.io, you can manage your entire product process, feedback collection, prioritization, roadmapping, and communication to all the parts of the company. They just launched Tap into Guru by Craft.io, a curated collection of product management's most effective methodologies built into end-to-end solutions for product teams. And you can try Craft.io out for yourself today with your free 14-day trial. Just go to Craft.io. Again, Craft.io. We are back for part two of this special five-part Rocketship.fm mini-series, which is being done in part to celebrate the virtual edition of Industry, the product conference on April 20th and 21st. Yes, and if you haven't registered, still time to do so. You can even use the code Rocketship and save 40 bucks off your pass. Just go to industryconference.com slash virtual. Again, that's industryconference.com slash virtual. And uh, yeah, again, you could use the code Rocketship. In this five-part mini-series, we're covering product challenges submitted by you, our listeners. And to help us dissect these challenges and get you the advice you're seeking out, we've enlisted somebody that's certainly well-equipped to take on weighty product challenges. That's right. We have Ken Norton here to help, the 14-year Google veteran who is basically GV's head product partner. Now he's a product coach, and in these episodes, He's putting that coach hat on and offering up some advice. And if you didn't listen to the first part of the series, it's worth going back and listening. The challenge that was submitted by our listener, David, in that first episode was a tough one. How to deal with a newly hired CPO who, well, does everything a CPO shouldn't do. (laughs) Yeah. Today's challenge, it's a little different, but it is another leadership-related challenge. But this time, our listener is the product leader. Hopefully, this listener isn't the CPO that David was writing in about in the last episode. I don't think it is, but we're going to get right into it. Uh, Let me cue this intro first. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We're your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. So the challenge for Ken to dissect today, who's it coming from? So it's actually coming from Marty. Now, Marty is a director of products, a large SaaS company. Uh, Whereas last week's episode was how to deal with a product leader. In this case, Marty is the product leader. Um, Now, we've hired voice actors to portray each challenge. So you can hear the exact words that Marty submitted. And, well, here it is. Here's Marty's challenge. I've just recently moved into a product leadership role, managing a product team as opposed to managing products. At the moment, our entire team is all remote. And it's been especially difficult to really build relationships with my team members and understand how to properly motivate them. Do you have any advice for someone in my situation? From managing products to managing product teams, it's never an easy transition. Especially during a pandemic when we're probably all remote. But I'm betting that Ken Norton has some words of wisdom for Marty here. Let's hear Ken's take on this one. Yeah, it's it's hard. I've personally been really challenged by remote work and and spending lots of time on on Zoom and and you know as you know I I spent years at Google on campus in rooms with with teams and and sitting closely to the engineers and the product designers I worked with I uh, certainly had remote teams that were located in other Google offices around the world but uh, I think this this world of everybody being remote is 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 difficult it's challenging you don't have the same level of hallway conversations uh, you don't get to know people, you know, that you meet with every week in a way that you would if you were together. 
and and so it's harder. You have to you have to try harder. You have to make, be more deliberate about it. I think that's the big lesson I learned is I felt like connections with people on my team kind of just came for free because I was in an environment with them and and I got to know them and joke around with them and you know chit chat with them before meetings started. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore, and so it's it's not going to come for free anymore. You you have to invest in it. One thing I noticed is that one-on-one meetings over Zoom are way better than team meetings. Uh, and, and as part of what, what brought me to coaching is it's a lot of one-on-one conversations. It's you don't talk over each other, interrupt each other. There's no awkward silences because it's, it's just two people talking. It's, it's much more natural. So one thing I would encourage Marty to do is, is do more one-on-ones uh, with everyone on the team. Uh, and it might seem excessive because you might realize, you know, wow, I've got, you know, 25 or 30 people. And, you know, normally I I wouldn't have one-on-ones with all these people because they're not my direct reports or I, they're not my my direct counterparts. I would do it. I would I would schedule them at least once a month with everyone on the team, uh, if not more frequently. And it's not as good as being in a room together, but it, it it's not that much worse than being in a room together when you have these one-on-one conversations. And, and so I, I would I would do that. I would use them. And, and I would make it clear to them that the, the one-on-ones are specifically to get to know them. They're not, there's no agenda. Uh, the, you know, if there is an agenda, it's, it's the other person's you know, opportunity to, to come up with topics to discuss. But I would just you know, ask them what motivates them. Like what, what do they like about the job? What, what, what do they do? What's their, what's their life like? Where do they live? Like what, you know, what's their, what do they like to do? Uh, and I think you have to be more deliberate about that. Like that's the kind of stuff that comes out naturally in, 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 a, in an office environment. But you'll develop a rapport with them individually that you would never have developed in only group settings. And and there may come a point where you you both feel like, gee, we don't need this monthly one-on-one anymore. It's you know it's fun to chat. But but I bet more likely you'll you'll want to keep them uh, because they'll want to connect with you and and. You know they'll want to get to know you, and 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 I think that maybe the other takeaway is they're in the same boat. They're trying to figure out how do I get to know this new this new product leader, this new director. Uh, how do I get on their radar? How do I get them to know what I'm good at? How do I get them to to think about me? How do I get them to to advocate for me? Uh, and so you know both of you will need to make a more active attempt at at connecting. Uh, and and I think you know I would I would just schedule them and just and just do them. So Marty, as Ken says, you can start with one-on-ones. I know we're all probably zoomed out, but one-on-one conversations, they're going to get more information about that person that you could ever get in any sort of group meeting. Yeah, and it goes both ways. These one-on-one meetings will let you get to know them, but it will let them get to know you as well. As Ken mentioned, your product team is in the same boat as you. They're probably wondering, hey, how do I navigate this relationship with this product leader who I now have to work with in a fully remote environment? So just as you're trying to learn about them, your team needs to have an opportunity to really learn about you too. So yes, while we're in this remote first world, it might seem like it's taking up a lot of your calendar's time, but that one-on-one time is definitely important. It's just a little different. Your job, it's kind of completely changed. Yeah, and I did ask Ken about that big shift from individual contributor to manager. Here's his take on that one. It's challenging to go from an individual contributor product manager to a, a product leader and a, and a manager. And one of the things that makes it challenging is a lot of your intuitions about where you should be spending your time that worked well when you're an individual contributor can hurt you when you're a manager. And and any 
great ICPM knows that you want to direct your attention to where there's you know ambiguity, right? And so you go, my team is unclear on this. So I'm going to dive in, I'm going to write a doc, uh, or I'm going to go spend time with that engineering team and, and clear it out. And so you have this natural gravitation, there's a gravity that pulls you into the details because that's your job, is to make sure there is never anybody who is unclear on what is getting built or why. The problem is that same mentality is not great when you become a manager because there are people who, who do that. Your job is to clear the way for them. Your job is to let them do that. Your job is to, is to gravitate more toward what is the strategy? Why are we doing this? What does the future look like? What, use, what problems are we solving? And so that kind of intuition to just roll up your sleeves and getting the details uh, can actually work against you as you move into, into a product leader type role. Uh, and so some of it is just kind of resisting and realizing that, you know, my job isn't to do things. My job is for stuff to get done on behalf of my team. And most of the time I'm accountable for stuff that I'm not actually personally doing. So my job is to make sure it gets done, but not make sure it gets done by doing it to make sure it gets done by making sure I have the right people in place to do it and to give them the ability to do it. So you're making sure that the work gets done, but you're doing so by making sure that you have the team in place to do the work and they have what they need to get the job done. Now, if you remember Marty's question, Marty also asked about how to properly motivate the team to get the work done. That's true. Ken touched on this a little bit before. Those one-on-one conversations can help to uncover how each individual on the team can actually be motivated. I did press him on this a bit, though, especially for you, Marty, if you needed more help here. And <laughs> well, Marty, I hope you're listening because Ken has a follow up question for you to consider. I would want to first ask what makes Marty think they need motivation. Uh, I think oftentimes when when I talk to people and they say, you know, how do I motivate my team? We go deeper and we find out that there's there's something that's demotivating them. <laughs> and, and that's really the thing that that needs to be focused on. Uh, and so I, I think, you know, I would on one level kind of go a little bit deeper and say, what what is it that you think they need? is not motivating them. Uh, and then how can you direct your attention to that? If it's, they don't have clarity on product strategy and, and people don't feel motivated because they don't feel like they're being ambitious or innovative enough. Well, then your, your job is to focus on product strategy. Uh, if they feel like they're being overworked and that's demotivating, well, then your, your job is to try to balance their, their workload. And again, I think this is where the individual conversations are going to be really useful because you may think that, there's a cause for them not being motivated. But then you may talk to 12 people and you may find out that actually, no, there's a deeper cause. Uh, or, or they're actually perfectly motivated. They're just waiting for direction. Or they're waiting for somebody to make decisions. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I would treat it not as a group of people that all have one intrinsic sense of motivation or lack of motivation, but as a collection of individuals. And again, this is where I think the one-on-one -on -one meetings are really important because you'll get to see them, learn from them as individuals. And you'll find out that there's a big range of personalities, range of satisfaction, range of motivation, uh, and just a range of happiness. Okay, well, Marty, I hope you're finding this advice to be helpful. We totally get that making the move to product leadership these days, it can be tricky. 100%. But well, let's get Ken's one final big takeaway for Marty on this one. Yeah, I think the big takeaway is spend time with everyone on the team individually. And it, and it may look really daunting. It, it, it's a lot of time. It'll look intimidating on your calendar. But I would be willing to bet that two or three months from now, 
Marty would agree those are the most fun, most valuable meetings on Marty's calendar, uh, and that it was time and energy well spent. You've heard it a lot in this episode, Marty, but that's because it's important. You need to make sure you're getting face-to-face time with the team. It seems to be the single biggest thing you can do to help smooth the transition from individual contributor to product leader. Yeah, even if that FaceTime is, well, over FaceTime or Zoom or, you know, any other video (laughs) chat app. Well played, Mike. Well played. (laughs) Okay, well, let's wrap things up for this challenge. We have three more challenges and three more episodes left in this mini-series. All five parts of this mini-series are available right now, so go on. Feel free to binge the entire thing. We'll see you in part three. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network, and if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com. 